1: here on the buzz radio network rick schaefer standing by in northwest arkansas i'm randy rainwater from central arkansas good afternoon mr rick schaefer
2: good afternoon randy rainwater we get a full three hours today how about that yes sir yes that's sir. uncommon this week so i think it's the second <laughs> show like that this week and you were watching baseball the first one so there we go Because tomorrow. There's Razorback baseball at 3 o'clock, so it's doubtful we'll be talking on Drive Time Sports. So if you have a question out there, ask it tonight, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: Uh, I never dreamed uh, when we first talked Pop Johnson into carrying Arkansas baseball that it would reach the heights that it has to where Mm -hmm. now we're carrying every game regardless of what time that it airs Uh, now we still have basketball playing and if there is a situation that happened the other day where uh, it interferes if you will basketball interferes with the time of baseball then we luckily have a great station 106.7 the ride that we can Mm -hmm. uh, put the broadcast on of baseball but uh, as we stated once once basketball is done, which we hope that's going to be still quite a while, then uh, we will continue to air the games uh, as they're broadcast, that is the baseball broadcast, as long as they don't interfere with basketball. But, uh, man, uh, d- little did we know back-to-back years of uh, of going
2: to uh, Omaha. Right. Well, it's and, popular. Uh, it's great. People love listening. I'll say this for the 933rd time. I think that baseball in Arkansas Razorback baseball went beyond Northwest Arkansas when the buzz started carrying the games. I think people in Central Arkansas were interested, but it wasn't. They weren't uh, fanatical about it, and it was uh, by far number three behind football and basketball. To the point now, you got two straight College World Series teams. You know that uh, even after a seven and four start, people are concerned. You know, it was five years ago. They wouldn't even know, or six years ago, they wouldn't even know it was seven and four at this point. So I think the buzz has brought a great uh, presence of Razorback baseball into central Arkansas. I hope the university and IMG, uh, I I hope they appreciate that. (laughs) I hope they realize the strength that that has brought Razorback baseball. has turned into a statewide uh, program instead of just northwest Arkansas. Because, hey, Arkansas baseball was good before the buzz was carrying it. But outside of Northwest Arkansas, nobody cared that much. So uh, I think that's been great. And for you and I, <clears throat> we can say, hey, we get a vacation day, and it's not like that because we both very much enjoy drive time sports and love talking to our listeners. But there is such a high interest now in Razorback baseball that I think it's wonderful that uh, that the buzz is carrying the, the full games no matter what time they are.
1: Uh, and, and when you think, and I, and I know that there seems to be, a disparity uh, at this time of having so many afternoon games, but I, I compare it like we do in football where as often as you can schedule, uh, of course, granted, it, that is all at the mercy of the SEC network and so forth, but right. um, you, you like to have the games um, in the evening if possible because of that late fall heat that goes on, particularly the fans that sit on that east side that tend to, to bake. Right. And um, and then once you get into the, uh, we'll call it the fall months, then you see, on the other hand, uh, you want games early in the day. Not 11 o'clock, didn't say that, but uh, uh, right. boy, you'd love a 2.30 kickoff or, or a one thirty kickoff, whatever it may be, uh, because you would be able to enjoy more of the sun and uh, maybe... Cut down a little bit on the freezing temperatures that uh, occasionally you have to set through to watch football. And that's why you're seeing the games now,
2: right? For baseball, mm-hmm. February, early March, being played, right? But and I'm looking ahead up. here. Okay, tomorrow, South Alabama, three o'clock. Next Tuesday's game is a 6:30 game, but they are playing mm-hmm. Wednesday at three because they're playing Grand Canyon. And when you play midweek two-game series, you got to give the team. After the second game, you got to give them a chance to get out of town. So there's sure. two, three, two 3 o'clock games. Uh, but I think that may be it. As I, Okay, there's a Wednesday game during spring break. There's a Wednesday game at Troy at 1 o'clock. That's during spring break week. So, you know, we'll have drive time that day. We'll preempt, obviously, the, the show before us. But um, I'm looking. I think that's. It everything now obviously they play some Saturday and Sunday games, day games, but I think that is it as far as weekday day games. So just three more, yeah, yeah. So
1: it all evens out. I know it may be hard to believe, but it, it will all eventually even itself out. Right. All right, let's talk to Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. What's going on, guys? What's you talk point? about uh, all doing good.
3: You talk about you know, I'm a razorback fan of the program, which you know the women's you know they don't get any radio time they don't hold any weight as far as you know not anymore get,
2: in central arkansas uh for whatever reason but they by the way they won big today beat auburn oh back. yeah it was
4: awesome.
2: yeah so they're playing texas a&m tomorrow
3: so there'll never be a time I and mean, advertising is advertising so there'll never be a time where they get you know any radio time and they just women's basketball and just people don't see it as something they want to listen to
2: don't know about that but uh I know the arrangement they used to have with the buzz, and for whatever reason, they don't want to do that anymore. Uh, and they probably feel like, well, hey, if somebody really wants to listen, they can listen on the, uh, on the, <clears throat> through the IMG's uh, production, you know, going to your to the internet or the phone. Uh, I assume that was part of the decision.
3: Well, who does radio broadcast for the women? Is it
5: Phil?
2: Yeah, Phil. Phil does yes. them. And I assume he's at the SEC tournament. Last weekend, we had an absolute first because since Phil has been working women's basketball and baseball, women's basketball has always had first priority. But I guess they thought the tournament in Houston was a big, 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 big deal. And it was. And Arkansas lost all three games, but it was a great field and all of that. So that they subbed for Phil on women's basketball. And I think, I think, to my knowledge, that's the first time they've ever done that. And, uh, but I'm assuming he's back with them uh, this week at the SEC uh, women's tournament. And now that they won, well, to who, who, who do they get in the second round? I'll get off here. They, they play Texas A&M tomorrow. And so, obviously, we would assume Phil won't be doing baseball tomorrow. I'm assuming that, but I, I don't know that for sure.
1: If you don't know for sure, then I sure don't know. So.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> because I'm I guessing the SEC tournament they sent they would send Phil to that and sub for him on that's baseball a big, 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 until big, big he gets deal. back. That's right. And And, partic- and then w- when they get in the NCAA, which they will, although they'll have a, a week off before they uh, get into that. So Phil will be able to go to Mississippi for the Mississippi State Series, and then the following week the women will be in the NCAA tournament. I assume he'll go wherever they do.
1: And speaking of the ladies, uh, number 20, Arkansas. Opens up SEC play at number nine, Alabama. So that's uh, that's on tap for this weekend. Let's talk to Navy there? Mike, but I don't think now there's a broadcast right now
2: Is that softball? What was that sport? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. All right.
1: Okay. All right, Mike, good afternoon.
6: Hello,
3: Randy and Rick. Um, What's up, buddy? You know, <clears throat> Rick, you were talking about uh, – you know baseball. You know the demand for it's been probably the highest it's ever been. Yeah. As far you know, as far as, as, far as statewide, um, but like you said, I can't really speak for Central Arkansas. I mean, I live here now, but uh, growing up, I, I lived in Northwest Arkansas, and um, and it, it was big, it's always been big there. Uh, I can yes. remember going to games before the uh, Van Horn era ever started. You know, some of my players, I, I remember watching like Ryan Lundquist and, uh, um, Eric Kinski, you know, uh, guys like yeah. that. Oh, They're the,
2: good player. The to... Yeah. yeah huh.
3: So yeah, they've, they, they've always been good. Maybe not to the level of, <clears throat> you know, expectation they have, they have now, but that's what, that's what, that's, that's a good problem to have when, 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 because <laughs> if you have low expectations, obviously, you know, there's a reason for that too. But, um, you know, I, 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 I saw on, uh, ESPN, where you know uh, supposedly uh, San Fran's going, looking real hard at swapping uh, Garoppolo for uh, Brady,
2: and hard to believe, isn't it? Crazy. Well, that, why would they do that? Why would they trade a twenty? How old is Garoppolo? Twenty-six. Why would they trade twenty-eight? Twenty-six-year-old. I mean, he'll be twenty-nine. For, for, you're going to trade twenty-nine for forty-three? <laughs> well, I guess and, they and, think yeah, they, think I, they I, can I, go to the Super Bowl I, with him. I guess that's it, huh?
3: Well, right, and I think you know two things. Um, yeah, they think he's probably an upgrade, but I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't think they're going to ask him to do any more than they what they would have asked Garoppolo to do anyway with that running game, you know, and the and the and, the, and that defense. And, you know, I don't. Brady's obviously on the decline, but right now, present day, maybe he's a step or two above still.
2: Yeah. As far oh, yeah.
3: as you know, as far as yeah. ability. Sure. but what what i what i wanna you know what i'd like i would caution them is you know you look at what uh Denver did what six seven years ago when they went all in on on, on uh, what was it, a forty year old uh uh Peyton manning Peyton
4: Manning
3: yeah and got he got him to do super Bowls and they went one yeah. and one he lost one and then and he won one but but look at him from the time he he left till now they're paying for it <laughs> you know they you know they they didn't have any they didn't have a backup plan they they just went all in and then you know that like i right. said they but, but hey they won the they, super
2: bowl and to me if you win the super bowl if you don't win something for 5 years who cares it, it is so hard to win it is so hard to win
0: you know, it is. Yeah.
2: before would, would you rather be really good for 5 years and never win the championship or win the championship once and be lousy for four other years i'll take well, the championship I
3: yeah, you know, and I know Bird, Drew Brees won one, but they've had probably a top five team every single year for the past, I don't know, six, seven years. But, then they, and they, but it, it takes a, lot, a, a little bit of luck, too. You got, yeah, you, you have great players. And right. great it's hard to get there. Yeah. But that's, that's all I got, guys. I'll get you guys' thoughts on that and whatnot, and uh, thanks for having me.
1: Thank you, Mike. Thanks for You know, it's on. interesting bringing up Peyton Manning. I'm not sure if you saw this story today. Uh, this was out of the New York Post but uh, announcer swap, ESPN reportedly attempting to trade Al Michaels to pair him with Peyton Manning. That's for Monday night football. Hmm. Uh, You may say that uh, trading, I mean, it's even rare when you're talking about trading coaches, much less broadcasters, as Marcus loves to say, and as Rick loves to say, unbelievably, Are incredibly. However, Al Michaels has been traded by ESPN once before. Did you realize that? I didn't realize that. As the network traded the legendary broadcaster to NBC for a cartoon called Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. (laughs) No kidding. Did you know that story? No.
2: I I, I, no. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's incredible. in 1979, Al Michaels did the play-by-play of the Arkansas-Texas game for ABC. Uh, I had the privilege of sitting and watching film with him. He wouldn't remember that. That's the only time, to my knowledge, that Al ever did an Arkansas game. He was—I mean—he was nice as can be, great to work with. Really wanted to know everything about Arkansas. I'm assuming he did the same thing with the Texas people. That's my only contact with him. But that was—that was ABC. And uh, so yes, I know he's been with ESPN. Now he's with NBC. Here's what tells you how good he is. <laughs> he's 75 years old. He's 75 years old. Wow. And you got and you've got two networks that both think he's the best. Because NBC, it now if he goes, he goes. If they work this out. But can you imagine? I mean, neither of us were anywhere close to 75 years old, but. Wouldn't you love to be 75 and somebody really wants you? That's pretty amazing, isn't it?
1: Even if you were previously traded for
2: a cartoon, what a joke. <laughs> That's right. Well, they're making up for it because you know they're going to be paying him. They won't be will be paying him cartoon money, I can tell you that. <laughs>
1: Let's talk to uh, whoopi P. good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
4: Well, i got a few things to talk about here, but I'll start with Al Michaels being 75. Yeah. Did you know that when I left my rehab, the nurse, I mean, the doctor that signed me out said 100 is the new 70. So we just is got
2: to the new 70. Just hmm. get I don't know, to realize if, I, I don't know if I buy that. I'm not sure I'm going for that. Well, I'm shooting I've seen, for it. I've seen people 100, and they don't look like they're 70, most of them.
4: No, the, the new seventy means you know, a lot of people used to die at seventy, and now we're you yeah. know make it to hundred. Oh, you
2: might live that long, but I don't know if you're going to be you know running up and down the highways M- and the byways.
4: Mister M- Optimistic. <laughs> 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 well, I say, hey, the uh, Eagles. Uh, you know they uh, put uh, Jason uh, Peters on free agency. You know he's from Arkansas. Yeah, I saw right? that.
2: Yeah. Oh, they yeah. did. Wow, as good as he yeah. is. Like, basically, he's, he's what they were too.
1: saying, I mean, basically what they were saying that they are still interested, it sounds like in bringing back um, Jason Peters, but they also respect the fact he is a free agent. and if he wants to look around, he can look around. That's kind of the way that um, I read it. Well, that's mutual,
4: apparently, the way they put it. Yeah. And he's exactly. 38, 38 years old, and, uh, you know, usually uh, these guys, uh, you know, 34, you know, their knees give out and everything else, and it's just good to see that he's still healthy, and once again, 100 to the new 70. <laughs> now, we got the baseball team, and unfortunately, we lost four in a row, and I didn't think we'd lose to Illinois State, but actually, they had some big pitchers. Every one of them right. was like six yeah. four and two hundred and thirty pounds or twenty five pounds or whatever.
2: South Alabama's got some good pitchers. It'll be a, it'll be a type of good series this weekend.
4: Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. And like you say, three o'clock. Uh, you're not going to uh, be on the air anymore, was it two thirty
2: for the half and,
4: half an That's hour before right.
2: for the pregame yeah, show? Pregame, huh? That's right? Yes. It, yeah.
4: Yeah, okay. And the ladies today, boy, did they put on a show! They were down eight to nothing, and it looked like Auburn was all over them. Now Auburn's eleven and seventeen, four and twelve in the SEC. Lady, Lady Razorbacks are back to twenty-two and seven, starting the game in ten and six in the uh, SEC. Now look at uh, Texas A and M; they're two, twenty-two and seven and ten and six also.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Right, so that's so going to be, be a good be a, game.
2: Be a good game. Would be it'd be great to see Arkansas beat them because uh, I think they they did beat them last year at the SEC tournament, I believe, and I think that's about the only time they've beaten A and M since Gary Blair's been there. I I could be wrong. Maybe it was another time, but I think they did beat them last year at the SEC tournament because they Thanks. got to the championship game, right? But then still didn't yes. get in the NCAA. But I think they'll be yeah, in the NCAA we, for ran sure. Ran into, into
1: that bus all called South Carolina. Well, two more things. We've got
4: the depth, and we can do it, and and we got a really good team. And then at the end, he put all the other people out there, and I'll tell you, they look pretty good too. And this is a good weekend. We're going to have great weather. The trees are flowering mm-hmm. down here in Arkadelphia. Mm-hmm. Are they flowering mm-hmm. up by you, Randy? Yes, they are. Uh, the dogwoods and the uh, crab apple trees and whatnot. So I'll tell you.
1: Bradford bears. Take, mm-hmm.
4: take your kids out. Go out with your wife. Get outside and enjoy the weekend. And thanks a lot for having me on.
1: All right. Thank you, Wu Um These are a couple of the stories that, as I do my show prep, I'm, I always try to figure out how can you work that in? What's well, going to be a good way to work it in? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll just jump out there regardless. Did you read the story, Rick, or hear the story about the Vermont player who had suffered a brain injury? Yeah. He was in a coma for five weeks, and when he first came out of the coma, he was told that he would never read above a fourth-grade level and 24-hour assisted living care would be necessary. He has since uh, accumulated a 3.4 GPA, and his name is Josh Spidel. and he saw his first action on senior night, and they had a deal in place that the coach honored um, the scholarship commitment he had made to him. Um, He was from Indiana. And he had uh, pledged to play basketball, signed to play basketball at Vermont. And they had an arrangement with the other team, with Albany. Uh, it says Albany won the opening tip and quickly scored in an arranged agreement that allowed Vermont to then give the ball to Spital for a layup. Officials stopped the game with players and coaches. from so Both teams congratulating Spital before he walked off the court to a standing ovation. So he not only finally got to play, but he got a chance to score on senior night. And as I said, he not only was able to play, but he did not need 24 hour assisted living care. And he obviously is going to graduate from Vermont. So great story there.
2: Great, yeah, that's a great story.
1: Then the other story that I've been trying to figure out how I can squeeze this in. So, again, I'll just do it. Uh, the uh, headline This terrible college team invented the shift. Sorta. They're called, they were the fly traps. And um, the story goes on one day in 1994, these coaches got together, part of the coaching staff, and designated the shift because they were so bad defensively that there were only two infielders on the infield, then you had a fielder down the third baseline in the outfield, you had like the old softball rover, then you had two outfielders in the alleys. Holy smokes. (laughs) That's where the belief of the shift first came into play. Back in a moment.
0: For peace of mind, share with us a piece of your heart. Call 433-1037 in the Little Rock area or 1-800-477-1037 anywhere else. This is Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Well, we've had a difficult time
0: this week trying to get this gentleman on the air. If for
1: some reason or another, whether it be Kevin or 1037 to Buzz, but... We're now joined by HoopScoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, Arkansas HoopScoop, courtesy of hogville.net. All right, Kevin, last night, put in perspective, I, I could ask both you and this question also to Rick, put in perspective the kind of run, if you will, or season that uh, Mason Jones is having right now. Uh, maybe uh, you'd have to go back to Martin Terry. Go back that far in racial back history, uh, of a player who is putting up this kind of season, was it what his seventh? Is that correct? Seventh, thirty-eight point game, eight, eight, okay, eight. eight. That is,
6: he's up to eight. Amazing. Yeah. So Martin, Martin Terry had seventeen of those games. But Mason Jones now is all blown in the second
2: without without a three-point field goal, and Martin Terry jacked him up from everywhere. No telling
6: what. Well, there's perspective, but I I will say this: Uh, Mm -hmm. Razorback fans know who Todd Day and and Joe Klein are, and and those guys each had nine in their careers, nine thirty-point games, and so Mason Jones eight this season, but ten for a career when you count the two his first sophomore season, and so he he kind of passed those guys up, but. Look, nobody in the SEC has done this in over twenty years now. Uh, having eight games of thirty or more points, he's the leading scorer in the league. This is a dynamic offensive player. If you watch Mason Jones, the way that he can manufacture free throws, when I mean, he he surpassed Sidney Moncrief last night, yeah. uh, when he made his fifth free throw, it tied Moncrief's uh, season uh, single season most free throws at two fourteen. He surpassed that, or two thirteen. He surpassed that with the sixth free throw uh, made last night. So, and that came about. You know, six minutes left in the game, but you know the the guy gets to the free throw line. He has an uncanny ability, even though he's a a, a below the rim finisher, to just find those finishing angles. Even after he beats his guy when the help comes, he still sneaks the ball up over that rim and off the glass. He kisses it just right. Sometimes it's off balance. You wonder how he did it. Of course, when he gets hot from three, then you know he's about to probably going to go off for 30. And the only thing that's going to slow him down is foul trouble or you know some you know him just not being on the floor. So. You know, on the defensive end, you know, I don't know that he rates up there with guys like Isaiah Joe and, and Jimmy Witt, but offensively, this is the I think he's the best player, not only in the SEC offensively, maybe in the country.
2: I'll say this: I think Mason Jones this year is the best player at Arkansas since the national championship team. Because you have, you have to start and, thinking now. It doesn't mean he's going to be an NBA first round draft pick. It doesn't mean anything for his future nor does it mean anything for last year or before that. But this year, you really have to start thinking, I know there have been some awfully good players, Portis, uh, Gennaro Pargo, guys who've had good numbers. We have not seen a player do this. I I think since the National Championship group, this is the best player we've seen at Arkansas this year for one year, and I hope it's for another year. But his numbers are just – and just, Kevin, you made a good point. He slithers to the basket somehow, and you'll be thinking he's just throwing the ball up so he can get fouled, and it goes in. It's, yeah. He he is absolutely amazing around the basket.
6: Yeah, and, and if you look at the craft he's added to his game this year, part of it's slimming down, but he makes these little subtle moves where guys now, because they're so worried about what he's doing, but they, they, they go for any fake he gives them. He'll have just some little up and under. I mean, he's added pieces to this. And sometimes it's the little details. And I think his second year, the maturity, you know, he had a year in prep school before the year in Juco. So in effect, he's a fourth-year junior. Mm. Uh, But a guy that's just, you know, if you, you know, and covering the games and listening to the opposing coaches come into that press room after games, and they talk about him, whether their teams win or lose, uh, they talk about Mason Jones. Sometimes that's the first thing they talk about, how amazed they are by his story. And how unbelievable he is as a player to witness it in person. Look, now Arkansas now is three and five in games, in SEC games when he scores 30 more, and that includes winning their last two. So I think the formula with Mason Jones getting 30 or more is to have somebody else, a sidekick, a, a Robin yes. to the Batman, if you will. And it's been yes. either Isaiah Joe or last night and it was Jimmy Witt. And yeah. Jimmy Witt was phenomenal, probably the player of that game. But yes. man, Mason Jones' story is, is one of the top stories in the country.
1: I agree. Let me insert this real quick. Um, in talking with Ray Tucker on the program yesterday, I don't know if he anticipated this or knew it for a fact, but it did develop, if you will, today. The Sunbelt handed out their awards. Uh, no surprise, Daryl Walker was named the Joe Godfrey uh, Coach of the Year, uh, one of the greatest turnarounds in in the nation in a long time. They were picked 11th. The Trojans were picked 11th in the preseason. Uh, they flipped their record. They now have a record of 21-10. and 10. They dropped last night's game um, and a 15-5 and Sunbelt record. And that's Little Rock's first outright league title since 2015-16. Uh, Root Manyong, uh was named the Defensive Player of the Year from UALR, or Little Rock. Newcomer of the year and first team All Sun Belt. Uh, also making All Sun Belt, and I know already questioned whether or not this will happen. Well, it did happen. Marquise Noel, he was named to the first team All Sun Belt team, and Kamani Johnson was named to the third team. So, congratulations
6: to those gentlemen, and in particular. Randy, can uh, I say something about that?
0: Yes, please. Darrell
6: Walker turned around Clark Atlanta University, a D2 school, in two years. He's done the same thing in two years. and These aren't players he inherited. These are guys he brought in himself. And he admitted his first season they weren't getting it done defensively. He went out and got bigger guys. You talked about Root Myong, the guy that averaged nearly a double-double. I've seen these guys up close and personal. Marquise Noel, extremely quick five seven guard out of New York City, a sophomore. This is a complete team. Uh, front line, they've got they've they've recruited foreign nationals very well. You'll see a lot of those players in the Sun belt, by the way. But that's a good basketball uh, league. That's a good mid-major uh, league, and the job he's done in his second season and getting to see the product he's put on the floor. That's ad a, a, a D1 worthy program uh, that, that Little Rock can be proud of. And and uh, just uh, tip of the hat to Daryl Walker.
1: No question. All right, let's uh, talk with the Duffer. Duffer, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
5: Hey, Randy. So, uh, do you all remember when Kenny Hutchinson was enrolled in Arkansas and you yes. know, was a world beater in high school yes. and everything? Yes. Well, uh, a lot of you all may know Joe Bob Wise, but he came into the Lone Oak Gym when some of us seniors were in there playing in the spring of 82 and said he'd been playing up in northeast, northwest Arkansas with all those guys. And I said, well, mm-hmm. how good is Kenny Hutchinson? He said, Kenny Hutchinson is good. But there's some old dude named Martin Terry that nobody can stop. <laughs> and so Martin Terry yeah. was probably about 32 or three at that time. Yeah. And nobody yeah. up in that, all the college kids, the college players that played with him all the time, they couldn't stop him then. And I can remember being a kid at Martin Coliseum watching him and Dean Tolson and, and uh, Daryl Salisbury and Ricky Medlock and all those guys—if Fed had a three-pointer when him and Marvin Dell played, mm-hmm. there's no telling them how many points they would have scored.
2: And, and would I, have, you know, won more games. And would have won more games. Yeah. Without a
5: doubt, Martin Terry was a prolific scorer—not just a shooter, yeah. a scorer. He could score from anywhere on the floor.
2: And never got to play a postseason game. Never.
5: That's right. That's exactly right. But I just uh, want to let you know, you. You can count me in as, as, as a Martin Terry guy who, who, you know, was an unbelievable Razorback scorer. So.
1: Well, you know, Duffer, saying that, that is one of the first things that got me interested in Arkansas basketball at that time was because you always wanted to find out the next day. Uh, I can't remember if there was radio even back then uh, for Martin. I'm sure there was. Yeah. But, uh, I wanted so badly the next day, just know how many he scored because he was capable <laughs> of scoring 50 a game, it seemed like. Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah, and, you know, they played several times a year in Little Rock at Martin, so we'd go uh-huh. every time uh-huh. they were down here and, and watch them. And, I mean, of course, Ricky Medlock I don't think ever missed a free throw, and, and uh, Martin Terry just scored all the time.
2: Well, you but think about this. The dream from this, Cave City. Ricky I got to look to be Bedlock. sure, but um, I Thank believe Martin Duffer. Terry – averaged 28 points a game. It's by far the highest scoring average in school history. Sydney averaged, yeah. I think, his senior year 22 points a game. That's I'm right. Not, I'm not ready to say that um, Mason Jones is as good as Moncrief because Sydney lifted the whole team, uh, made everybody better. But Mason Jones, is. I'm telling you, if, if he had Brewer and Delph with him, um, I'm not sure he wouldn't be as, as good. He's just really, really good. But and again, Terry did it with no three-point field goal. It's just amazing. Yeah. But nonetheless, well, just think what, yeah. Jones what the is doing numbers this year would have been in,
1: in that same perspective. Think what the numbers would have been
2: for Pistol Pete Mary. Mar- Mar- well, yeah, he averaged forty-four for his career. But he didn't have the three-point point, line either. He didn't have a three-point line he, for his in three years. He averaged forty-four point three points a game, still the highest average. And you know what? He still has scored more points than anybody in college basketball. And he only played three years. And and postseason games did not count in your stats then, but they only got to the postseason once. They played in the NIT as senior year. And Terry did average 28 as a senior and 24 as a junior. 28 points Lazy. per
6: game this year would lead would lead the NCAA, by the way.
2: It probably would, yeah. It would. It
6: would. <laughs> that would be number
2: one. Wow. Uh, anytime Put Pete perspective. steps on the floor.
1: That was that was uh, that was full blown excitement. All right, drive time sports will continue in a moment.
0: The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Again, uh, joined by Kevin McPherson. Uh, there is great questions whether or not we'll be having a show tomorrow with uh, Arkansas taking on South Alabama in baseball, so we want to get Kevin in, and he graciously has uh, come on today here at um, the 4.30 mark. All right, uh, let's talk with Hack. Hack, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Gentlemen, how
7: are you all doing today? Good afternoon, Hack. Um, Kevin couple questions for you uh rick and randy i want you to jump on the last question uh kevin i've heard you insinuate that assuming the three players that haven't signed stick and sign will be full uh you know you kind of think of just out of nutrition by the way college basketball is they're going to have a couple guys probably leave don't know names or anything but to look at the you know porto and see if we can get a Get to jimmy witt which i would appreciate um i've been really disappointed with Sella, so um one guy yeah. last night that i think had an incredible game and i don't know where it's been all his whole career is ethan henderson i mean last yes. night yes uh if he played like that all season uh you know i don't know where we'd be I, and jimmy witt had an incredible game um my question you is there any high school players out there that we have an asterisk by maybe that you know of. And then uh, all three of you you can chime in here uh, on the morning show. They were talking about Mason Jones is one of the top 10 greatest Razorbacks of all time. I think he's having one of the top 10 greatest seasons of all time, but my top 10 uh, at point guard, I go Lee Mayberry and then uh, I'll uh, throw a Sydney Moncrief out there. And then I'll throw a guard forward slash utility Todd day. Uh, forward. I'll go big nasty in then center. I'll take Joe Klein. That's five. And then my next five, I'll take a Daryl Walker, a Alvin Robertson, and a, uh, a Scotty Thurman, uh, throwing a Scott Hastings and a Oliver Miller. That's 10 right there. And I'm leaving off, you know, Ron Brewer Sr. I'm leaving off Marvin Delft, uh, Joe yeah. Johnson. And, and this is strictly as their career in Razorbacks. Now, if my, Mason Jones comes back next year and has another year, then we can talk. But before I put him in that company, I, I I see what how your top ten just off the top of your head, what, what, what you guys think, and uh, keep up the good work, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you on the Mac. on the recruiting,
6: yeah, on the recruiting question, Arkansas is obviously. I do think they're going to look in the portal. I don't think with four high school players come in, and we just said assuming they're all on board, I think I think going to turn his attention to older guys coming out of that portal, and I'd be surprised if there's. Uh, fewer than uh, he's going to kick the tires on everybody that's come through coming through, and I already have written a couple of stories this week about two players already in the portal, two players that Arkansas has already contacted. In both cases, within hours of them going in the portal. So one was a forward, a big man. Another was a guard, but uh, you know, a guy that might be another Jimmy. I'm not saying he's the same type of player, but a, a six-foot guard out of Western Illinois, Cubby uh, Webster, that averages 17 a game. So I think the transfer portal, not really another high school player, would be the focus point if they look to, to fill more needs with roster attrition in the spring. And what you just said about Mason Jones, I agree. I don't, I wouldn't put Mason Jones in the top ten Razorbacks all time. I do have Ron Burr, senior, awfully high. People yes. I respect think, think he's the greatest Razorback player ever. Saying that, knowing there's a Sydney Moncrief that's been at the University of Arkansas, I don't agree with that, but I'd probably have Ron Burr in my top five. But the rest of your ten, I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it's a good list.
2: Here's who I would say. I would say we've been talking about Martin Terry. I'd put him in there. But none of us saw him play. Uh, He was before Mm -hmm. I got here. But I'd put him in there. Brewer, Moncrief, and Delph all all are in the top ten. Then you go to Nolan's first great team, and Mayberry and Day are definitely in the top ten. Oliver Miller, I'd say slightly outside the top ten. Then you go Mm -hmm. to – the national championship team, Corliss and Scottie are in the top ten. Uh, Joe Klein's in the top ten. I don't know if that's ten. If it's nine, and, you, and Scott Hastings, boy, that'd be a good one to talk about. Daryl Walker, Alvin Robertson. So, again, but I agree with him also. If Mason Jones comes, down, comes back next year, even with all the talent that's coming in, let's say he averages 18 a game, then you've yeah. got to start putting him in that category.
6: No doubt. No doubt. That's that's a great point. You expect the numbers to go down for anybody coming back, and Isaiah Joe or Mason Jones with the players they have coming in, and right. uh, including the guys that have sat out this year. J.D. Notay is a ball count, as a guy that can score the basketball. He's going to be a, a key player. We know Desi Seals keeps improving, and of course uh, Connor Vanover, I think, is going to be a guy that produces in volume. Even when he, even if he's a 20 minutes per game guy, I could see him averaging double figures. Not going to compare him to Al Billard, but in the sense of how they play, but in the sense of how they can put up numbers quickly, there's a comparison there.
2: Let
1: me. While well, Kevin, the only reason I here. can't
2: I can't well, go ahead, Randy. Sorry.
1: Well, the only reason I can't put Joe on that list is simply because Joe Johnson, he only played what two
2: years in yeah, year Arkansas? Year and a half.
6: Year and a half. A year and right. Half, yeah. yeah. A year. Right. Effectively, I year mean. and a half. That's right.
2: Right. Much better pro than he was a Razorback. Okay, Kevin. While well, we got you just for two more minutes, I think the most important thing. In Arkansas's entire season, was moving into 10th spot last night. Uh, seeing as how the season worked out. They gotta avoid that 11th spot. I know Texas A&M won at Auburn last night, but they're 15 and 14 overall, 9 and 8 in the league. Arkansas really needs to win that game because if yeah. they, because Missouri could beat Alabama at home, if if Arkansas loses and Missouri wins, Arkansas is the 11th seed. They really need to win this game Saturday. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, well, if they
1: end up in a tie with uh, Missouri, Missouri has the tiebreaker because correct. they beat now, Auburn.
2: Yeah, the one I don't know, and maybe Kevin knows, is if Arkansas lost, Missouri won, and Mississippi upset Mississippi State at Starkville. Then it's a three-way a...
6: tie, in Arkansas Arkansas would be the 10th seed by virtue of having the best okay. record head-to-head amongst those three teams.
2: Okay, that's what I was curious. Very good. But I think that's yep. huge, because if they're the 11th seed, even if they win three games at the tournament, they're not getting in the NCAA, I don't think.
1: All right, guys, let's get in uh, Tom. He's been holding for quite a few minutes before we run out okay. of time. Tom, do you have a question or comment for Kevin?
6: Yeah, well, I was going to mention Joe Johnson, which everybody seems to be neglecting, including the morning crew. But since y'all have already covered that, I'll ask uh, Kevin the question that Trey Biddy wouldn't acknowledge, even acknowledge was a thing. I don't care about this. But, Kevin, do you know why uh, uh, Musselman almost never – he wore red last night. That's like the third time this season he's done it at home. (laughs) He's in green, he's in gray, he's in blue. (laughs) Just what's up with that?
2: But they all have Razorbacks on them. I don't know. They do all have
6: Razorbacks. Yeah. I, I could tell you when they beat Missouri wearing that charcoal gray. The oh staff decided, and I didn't report this, but I heard they decided to wear it again because like, no, after a five-game losing streak, you'll do just about anything to keep the wins coming. I'm definitely not trying to start anything. It's just from the very beginning. Now, the first time I saw Muss, he was wearing green, I'm like, "What is?"
1: Well, this? have
2: you seen him at the press conferences? He's wearing Walmart and Tyson. <laughs> right. He's, he's becoming right. local. He Thank wants you, to Tom. Be here. Thank <laughs>
1: you, dog. All right, Kevin, we will. Hopefully talk with you next week at your normal time. That's Kevin McPherson, Arkansas Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, up next straight biddy of Hogsports.net.
3: You've been lied to. Lied to by corrupt Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine. Hi, I'm Inc. magazine best-selling author Brett Kitchen, and I want to give you a free copy of my brand new book, Wealth Beyond.